you are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. This week is probably going to be a very short podcast, like literally just a few minutes, because I really just wanted to jump in and share just a few tips for rediscovering your sense of self. I recently, when I've been connecting with clients for private tarot readings, which always link down below my website, chloetaylor.com, that's where you can get those. Um, I get a lot of questions about rediscovering the self. And I just wanted to share because clearly this is something that not just one person feels it's been a lot of people ask about this. And same with like, when I live stream to patrons, sometimes, you know, just there are so many places that this question gets asked. If I ask for questions on Instagram, it comes up. And I just thought putting this into a nice little podcast, little bite-sized episode for you on reconnecting with your sense of self. Now, first and foremost, I want to say that this topic is very precious to me because it's something that I myself struggle with after the mental health crisis of 2021. I am still learning who I am after completely losing most of my sense of self. I'm rediscovering that for myself. And so these tips that I'm going to give you today, these are practical things that you can put into place that are easy, that will help you literally today start rediscovering who you are if you have forgotten and you're not really sure who you are anymore. Um... The first thing is, and actually before we get into the list, I want to say like, this episode is still worth it, even if you feel like you have a great sense of self, because these tips might be something you need to relay to somebody else that struggles with this. So that is all. Tip number one is to, and I think I've even mentioned this one on the podcast before, tip number one is literally to start a note on your phone, whatever your notes app is, uh, no matter what kind of phone you got. Every phone, I would say at this point, has some kind of note taking, like even old flip phones had memo pads. So start a notepad for yourself. And every time that you experience something that fills you with complete joy, and like you love this, like you are having a deep belly laugh about it, your senses are activated. I want you to get into this note that you create and just note the date and write down what it was. So I have one of these in my own phone that I carry around with me. Mine has things on it like sushi. I'm a huge sushi connoisseur. It's my favorite food on the entire face of the earth. Um, I have macarons, which is like the best dessert. Macarons are life-giving. And I have houses. I love studying architecture, looking at houses. I love especially driving around neighborhoods or walking around neighborhoods is some of my like favorite activities. But even like getting inside of houses, if I ever visit somebody else's house, I love just looking. Um, and if you can't do that, like I'm just if you relate, going on places like Zillow, you know, looking at houses. 
It's something I just really, really, really enjoy. So those are like three things that when I do them, I experience a very joyful experience because I love these things, like genuinely love. Uh, that's all. Th I think that's actually all that's on my list so far because this is a new practice for me. But this list over time as it grows, it reminds you that you are a person that has the ability to emote and also the ability to be lit up by things in life still. And the thing I want to say is like when you lose your sense of self, not every time, but I'll speak for myself, mine really came accompanied with depression. And that little gremlin in your mind when you deal with depression it will just convince you that you don't even know who you are, that it's all pointless and that nothing matters. This list is something that is meant to be relied upon in those times. Now, I'm not saying it's going to cure your depression, but I do feel like for myself, it reminds me when those thoughts come up that like nothing matters, you know, what have you, that I do have something I can refer to, things that I love that maybe I need to go on a little sushi date. Maybe I need to go walk around a neighborhood. Maybe I need to try one of these things and see if it makes me feel better. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The next one, this one was actually hard for me, but I discovered it on accident. And that is to remove stimuli. Um, I can't speak for everybody here, but for all my overwhelmed girlies and everyone in between, <laughs> ever since my mental health crisis, I get overwhelmed extremely easily. And I think it is because I still deal with that traumatic experience and I'm still recovering from that situation. Even like a year later, I'm still in recovery and I get overwhelmed very, 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 very easily now, which that didn't used to happen before. And I've realized that when I actually remove stimuli, I start to feel better. So for me, this is removing social media. Social media was the first thing that I noticed a huge increase in my ability to feel better about life when I remove it from my life completely. And I understand that that is a privilege, but I also feel like if your privilege actually helps you to be able to show up better for others, for the world, for world events, etc., use the privilege. Like if it's going to make you be a better fighter, a better protester, what have you, use your privilege. Because what good is it even in even having it if you're not using it to do something good? So that's something I actually have had to really come to terms with for myself because I feel really guilty often removing myself from social media and like news and things like that that really overwhelm me very quickly. I start to feel guilty and then I'm overwhelmed about that. And I had to remind myself like, Chloe, you're not helping anybody when you feel like this. So if you're in a similar situation, that's my two cents on that. But removing stimuli in every sense of the matter. The other day, I literally just had this experience like 
last night, actually, I was sitting down to watch Dexter. It's fall in July, and I have been rewatching the show Dexter because it's been a year since I've seen it. And I've really been getting back into letting myself enjoy TV. That's a whole other topic for a whole other time. But I was starting to watch it, and I was just getting overwhelmed, not even by the show. The show is kind of an interesting topic that I could see some people being overwhelmed by that show. The show itself doesn't overwhelm me. It was just the stimuli of the TV and the noise. And I was just feeling very sensitive at that moment. And I was like, you know what? No sound, no TV. I don't want it. I feel like I am. I was overstimulated that day by YouTube, by other video sources, and I just did not want to look at anything else. I just wanted to sit in my room in the dark with my fan on and just not engage with stimuli. Um, And this is the same if you're like mindlessly scrolling your phone too, like put it down, put the stimuli away. And the interesting thing is that when I did this, when I disconnected in this way, I actually like without even thinking about it, I put my hands one over my heart, one over my belly. And I was just like, Hey, how are you doing? Let's do a little body check-in. How are you feeling? Chloe, how are you doing? And I've never done that before. And which is nuts, ludicrous to me because I'm somebody that really struggles with, or I don't even like to put that on me because we are not manifesting that. But I have had a hard time getting like good sleep hygiene. And this is something that I was like, how have I never just tried to sit with myself like this? I always feel like I have to have something to distract me because even like going to bed can overwhelm me. And I was just present with myself. Now, do I think I can always do that every single day without feeling the overwhelm, feeling like I'm flooding my system. No, this I felt like was a special circumstance that I would like to continue my best to try to replicate. But my point was that when we are comfortable enough to remove the stimuli from around us, so that's anything that's in our senses, right? Our hearing, our sound, taste, touch, smell, etc. What we see, visuals, we're able to actually connect deeper with ourself. And we are literally in a world surrounded by stimuli. And so it is a wonder that a lot of us feel disconnected from ourselves because we're constantly giving our attention to everything outside of us. So it was just a really interesting thing that I figured out. And I was like, wow, I should take like no stimuli days. I should like plan to not look at my phone, look at a TV screen or check my email or like literally take a day where we are just dim lights only, paints only. Maybe I could see like music as stimuli could be kind of nice, like something soft. But outside of that, like I would love to like start incorporating low to no stimuli days because or it's just... As somebody that gets really overwhelmed easily and trying to reconnect and understand myself, it's just life-changing, life-changing and something that is easy to do. Um, And the last thing is when you don't feel like you have a good sense of self, 
Granted, I understand that what I'm about to say is something that I have the privilege of being able to do. Some people have children that they need to wake up and take care of. Some people have careers that they have to go out and chase. I will say, if you're able to set a little extra time in the morning for yourself, you can still participate in this activity or just do it at a different time in the day. For me, I find that waking up in the morning and asking the question is the best, but even if I carry it along throughout my day, it works really well. So it's just asking myself, what would make me feel good? What is the next decision that I can make that would make me feel good? And you know, maybe it's a cold glass of water in the morning. And then once I have that glass of water, maybe I carry on with the rest of my day. Or maybe I stop and ask myself the question again, what's the next thing I can do that would make me feel good? Is it take a shower? Is it brush my teeth? Is it go for a swim? Is it go for a bike ride? Is it, um, excuse me, is it meditate? Is it, um, You know, you can even ask yourself this question after your typical morning routine. What is the next thing that would make me feel good? And just see what comes up. See how it makes you feel. I know many of us, if we're really deep in the trenches, we will feel shame just for doing something good for ourselves. But the only way in my experience to get beyond that and connect with yourself is even if you have to show up a little bit uncomfortable, um, it's like Brianna Weist says, you have to let yourself exist in heavenly states more and more and more in order to get comfortable with them. And sometimes getting there, you have to sit in discomfort for a little bit. So that is all I have for you for this episode. I know it's like a tiny little short little baby sweet little episode, but I just wanted to share those tips with you and just wish you nothing but the best. If you're struggling with your sense of self, know that you do not have to accept this as your forever reality. You can change it. There are things that you can do. And I felt like those were things that if you have the space to try them out today, they're, they're relatively simple. So I wish you nothing but the best. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you next week. Happy fall in July. Hope you're enjoying yourselves.